Welcome to Finding a Better Way. We're going to talk about childhood trauma, adulthood trauma, and all the in-between. I want to get down to the nitty-gritty, the things that typically get shoved under the rug. It might be about marriage, friendships, motherhood, working out, or working in corporate America. But we will talk about finding joy in chaos. It's going to get messy, but thanks for tuning in. I'm your host, Holly. Now let's get real and hopefully relatable. Good morning, everyone. I hope that you guys are more appreciative of that intro. Um, I'll go ahead and tell you how I recorded the first one. So I found a track on YouTube, recorded it on my cell phone, put it in my notes section. Then I had to put it in my Venmo section. Then I had to turn it into an MP3, and then it still didn't work. So what I did is I hit record and recorded from my computer, from my voice memos, that intro and that's what I posted I know I know when it comes to being professional we know that I have never been you know at the top of that totem pole but that's okay also forgive me if I sound a little weird today I'm actually in a lot of pain and I know that I sound happy but I think it is because this makes me happy Um, because I've actually been a little stressy depressy for the past two weeks I feel like maybe it's a season Because I know a lot of people that are personally dealing with this, but this is not going to be the episode that you guys expected. I know everyone is really looking forward to the roommate stage, but I do plan on recording that with Nick. Uh, I wasn't going to tell you guys I was going to let it be a surprise, but for those of you that I'm letting down right now, please just hold out to hope. I'm hoping I can talk him into leaving work early one day, coming home before the kids get here, and recording that episode with me. So it it could be, uh, it could go a lot of different ways. It could be happy, sad, or probably all the emotions. I just listened to that back, and let me clarify, the pain is coming from dental work that I had done yesterday. (laughs) I don't want you guys to think it's anything more than that. So, it's just my tooth, and I will be okay, but I had a lot on my heart this morning, and I wanted to share a few things with you guys and talk about a few things, and this is going to have to do with really leaning into your faith and also motherhood. So, I'm about to be really straight up, really raw, and really vulnerable with you guys. Most of you guys know that I grew up with my dad and I never really had a super tight relationship with my mom. Now that's a story for a different day, but I'm, I'm giving you a little bit of context so that you'll understand. Being a mother is something that I have always really tried to pride myself in. I want my kids to be like, my mom is cool and she's great and she's supportive and she's always there for me. I just, I feel like I have to hold myself to a higher standard because i I want my kids to have an experience that I didn't. So I'm going to jump into what I text my husband this morning at 6.51. Mind you, I probably would have been in the car line or probably leaving my house to go get in the car line. Got to get in the car line first so that you can get out first. Um, You never want to get stuck behind the parents that baby in the car line you know the ones that are still braiding hair and packing lunches and giving snack money you can't be that mom and there has been Facebook posts 
about our drop-off line in my town. And so I'm like, I cannot be in there. People are like, no, they took too long to get their kids out. What are you guys in there doing? Are you in there having a full course meal right before they get out? And they're like, no, you got to kick them out of the car and go. So there is a car line etiquette that I try to stay on top of. So I try to be the first one in line in case it takes a little bit. That way I can like be like, okay, well, I'm going to blame it on the teachers or the kids opening the doors. So it's, it's not my fault. But here's the text that I sent my husband. It's 6.51 and I say, this morning sucks. I send another one that says, I hate myself. I send another one that says, I don't want any more children. And then I send another one that says, your oldest kid freaking hates me. Um, but I did use, I did use a different word because I was in a mentally really bad headspace. And then the last one that I said says, where's the car seat? <laughs> So let's just dive right into the fact that I was being a little bit dramatic. Um, so don't don't be thinking anything crazy, but th- we do have these mornings. So I've got two kids. One's 10, one's four. They're both girls. They're both amazing kids. My 10-year-old is in like the smart kid classes that I never even got to hear about when I was in school. She's straight A student, got a heart as big as an ocean. I mean, she is an angel. Okay. Now my four-year-old, she is a little feisty. She gets that honest. But anyway, so my 10-year-old's going through a phase. I think, I think this is, is this the preteen phase? Could we be at that phase already? Basically everything that I say is stupid and does not make sense to her. I can be looking her dead in the eyes and speaking as clear as day and she's looking at me like who are you what are you saying and why are you saying this to me like she is bothered by my presence and as someone that you know gets up and I know we have hot pocket moms and cereal moms and grab a granola bar mom because I am also that mother but sometimes I make biscuits and eggs and cinnamon rolls and So I'm fixing you breakfast. I'm fixing your lunch. I pick your clothes out. What more can I do? What can I do to make you love me? I just want you to love me. Now I know she loves me and I know that we're just in this weird season of, okay, next year we're going to be in middle school and things are going to be different and kids are talking about weird things at school that she's asking me about and there's that line between, you know, if someone says something to her do I do I contact that kid's mother? Do I contact the kid? No, I'm just kidding. I would never do that. But I'm I'm thinking all these things are being said to her and I try to react in a way that makes her feel comfortable to talk to me, but also in a way where she hears my concern as her mother. What I mean by that is I have a little bit of an anger issue. Um I've been working on that. I really have. But I can get very frustrated if someone tells her something that I feel like she shouldn't know yet. Um, I don't know where your guys, where y'all's kids are, what ages we're at, but fourth grade in a small town is interesting. Some of the stuff she comes home and says that these kids say, I'm like, how? There is no way. And I don't let her on social media. And I get so many weird looks about that because I'm already the TikTok mom, right? We've got over 260,000 followers, and there's maybe 4,000 people in my hometown. So I'm already that mom. 
the mom that wears her workout clothes to pick her kids up, the mom that's got tattoos all over the place, the mom that loves Jesus but will occasionally let out an F-bomb, you know, that mom, the one that mm, doesn't fit in with the cool posse. So I get the looks from other moms when they realize she's not on social media. And then, of course, it's straight into they think I'm judging them for letting their kids be on social. And I'm like, no, that's the best part of parenting is that we each get to figure out what our kids are ready for, what they're not ready for, what we want them to be exposed to and what we don't. We get to, you know, make those guidelines, and I don't feel like anyone should make anyone feel any less than because they do something differently than them. So she's coming home, and she's telling me, so-and-so's on social media, and you do TikTok, why can't I do TikTok? And we're just, we're not seeing eye-to-eye on things, and I clean their rooms because I'm, I'm pretty OCD. So I'll go in and I'll clean both of their rooms. But at the same time, I'm like, okay, she's 10 years old. She should be cleaning her own room. So I'll clean it one good time, you know. And I don't mean, like, I vacuum and dust her room. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about, like, right now, it looks like a hurricane happened in her bedroom. There is toys and markers and papers. It looks disgusting. No offense to my boy moms, but it looks like a teenage boy's room. And I'm like, this is, this is not how we're going to do things. I go in, I deep clean the room, and I'm like, listen, bro, you're 10 years old. You can keep it clean. Um, I did the hard part. Like, that was me. So you can, when you get something out, put it back. Guys, I get this blank stare. Like, she is literally looking through me, and there's someone standing behind me. And I'm like, Hello? And that is, that's what happened this morning. That's what really just made everything go bad. It was my fault because I let them just kind of be lazy this morning. So then, of course, you know, if you're chill and lax, it's time to go to school and nobody's ready because who's been the adult in the house? So I get mad at her, frustrated with her, blow up, embarrassed to say some of the stuff that came out of my mouth. And I'm like, why? You know, yes, there's a certain level of accountability that she has, but I'm her mother. I create the atmosphere. I set the tone for the day. If I would have made them get up earlier and do the things I knew they needed to do, we would not be here right now. I start spiraling, spinning out of control, frustrated with myself. Like I said, these past two weeks, I've been just really depressed. I've been lounging around without a bra on, no makeup, hair a mess, regretting cutting my hair, finding old videos of my hair long, and I'm like, ah, it was so easy to deal with. Why did I cut it? And, you know, just all things that just don't matter are mattering to me. And what do I do? What do I do? Do I turn to God? Do I lean on friends? No. Why? Why would I do that when I can go to social media and make myself feel worse? Holly, you love social media. TikTok's what made you feel like you had a voice. It's what got you to the podcast. No, you can't. You can't talk bad about. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I can because I'm human. And I get on social media and whether I like to admit it or not, I compare myself to everyone. I compare myself to all the moms, all the local moms. 
all the moms doing all the things, right? The moms with the bento boxes and the trendy backpacks and the braided hair and all the moms that are not on social media to make me feel less than. They're just posting who they are and I'm jealous. That little green monster jumps on my back and starts saying, you're not a good mother. You could be doing so much more. You're not even working right now. What's your excuse? What are you stressed out about? So I messaged my friend Brandy. Now Brandy is a new friend and she, we go to church together. She has really good advice and I don't ask her for it a lot because I know that she's going to tell me something that I don't want to hear. But sometimes that's what you need. My friend Lindsay does that too. So I text her and I'm like, I'm the worst mother in the world. Um, I shouldn't have any more kids. You know, all the, all the dramatics. And listen to what she says. Mind you, I did not tell her that social media is what was kind of just sucking the life out of me. So with no context other than I'm the worst mother in the world and my daughter hates me, she says, my advice for what it's worth is to stay away from the world for a while and draw close to God. Get rid of the noise and the distractions. Throw yourself into church, prayer, reading, etc. Put yourself in situations where you're surrounded by godly women who can fill you up with knowledge and wisdom. Say yes to God and no to the world. Whew. All I responded with was, I needed that. And it's because I knew that. I felt in my heart that that's what I needed to do. But I couldn't make myself do that. So how do do we know what we need, but we can't force ourselves to do what we know we need? If social media is stressing you out, you need to take a break. I'm not saying go delete everything and be done and be, you know whatever, little house on the prairie, but, but if we know what we need and we can do what we need to obtain a little bit of joy in our lives, don't, don't you think it's worth exploring that idea? When I responded with just, I needed that, she went into, I feel like we're so disconnected and we need more face-to-face interaction. And I won't read her message to the entirety of it, but that's it. We isolate ourselves and we put ourselves in these little bubbles. And when we're feeling down and alone, right, Satan wants us to feel down and alone. He wants us to feel like no one cares about us, including Jesus, so that we get depressed, stressed, and turn into these little anxious birds. My tooth is hurting. So I'm going to be wrapping this up pretty soon, but I have to let you know that I was in the middle of a really really good track where I was being super uplifting and positive. And what do I do? I kick over my drink that's in the floor for, I don't know what reason, and spill my red tea in my white carpet. I guess I really can't be mad at the four-year-old anymore for spilling her fingernail polish in her floor because I was like, how irresponsible, you know, four-year-olds don't make mistakes, heaven forbid. So back to what I was trying to say is you're not alone. We all have our good days and we all have our bad days. And sometimes it's just a bad morning. And me spilling that drink in the floor, I feel like, was Satan trying to tell me, aha, it was a bad morning. It's going to be a bad day. It's probably going to be a bad tomorrow. It could be a bad rest of the week. The weekend's probably going to be terrible. But you know what? I'm going to listen to what my friend told me. I'm going to tell Satan and get behind me. There's so much power in that. I make people say it all the time. If someone's having a bad day, I can't you know, give myself advice, but I will tell people 
that are having a bad day or where it feels like everything is going wrong, I will tell them to say out loud, get behind me, Satan. You are not welcome here. And then just ask Jesus, be in this place. God, come into my heart. Help me because I am mad. I'm pissed at the world. Everything's going wrong. I'm a horrible mother. I'm a horrible wife. I suck at being a friend. Nobody likes me. I'm alone and isolated. And no, 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 no. That's what Satan wants is for you to just soak in the suck. That's that's how I'm going to put that. Satan wants you to soak in the suck. And here Jesus is trying to remind you that you are a child of God. You are called for big and grand things. And that you only have to say, get behind me, Satan. Invite his presence in. Holy Spirit, have your way in here with us. And we can snap out of this. I know this was a brief and unplanned episode, but... This was heavy on my heart. I wanted to redo my intro. My tooth is hurting. My house is a disaster. I've got laundry, dishes, vacuuming, all the things. And then I feel like I need to go clean my daughter's room (laughs) to make up for being such a monster mom this morning. So a quick reminder, if that's you today, if your world is a dumpster fire and nothing's going right, everything seems wrong, we're going to get through this. And we're going to find joy in chaos, right? Even if your morning was absolute garbage, you spilled your coffee on yourself, you were running late, you got a flat tire on the way to work, you realized you're going to have to pay something unexpected that you don't have the money for, it's okay. We have all got things going on right now, and we are going to get through it. So just remember to stay positive and focus on the things that you can control, I can't go back and change how this morning went. All I can do is do what my friend said, focus on the good, pray about things that are out of my control, and try to have a better day. Don't let the morning define the rest of the day. Just a reminder, the roommate phase is coming. Like I said, I hope to bring Nick on here with me. I plan on doing this episode really soon. A lot of you guys reached out to me and said that you were looking forward to hearing about that. Some of you guys were saying that you're currently in the roommate stage and asking for help and advice. And some of you guys were saying that you're six years in and you still haven't hit the roommate stage. You're still in the honeymoon stage. And I just want to say that no matter what season of life you're in, I think it is always beneficial to talk to couples that have been married for a while, have been through the good, the bad, and the ugly. I feel like there's a lot of nuggets that are key takeaways that can be helpful and resourceful. And it's kind of like raising your kids, right? You're going to have to make your own mistakes. You can't hear about other people's mistakes and live through that or think that it's going to help your journey because you know about what someone else went through. But what it does is it allows you to see it from a different perspective and hear that you can get through the rocky stages, the rough waters. There is a way to maneuver through all that. More than anything, I think it just gives you hope. Hope that if you are going through a rough patch, you can get through it. Hope that if a rough patch ever comes, okay, well, this person got through it. We can get through it. And then some of the things that if we could go back and do things differently, we would have done to maybe avoid it or make it be not as bad as what we actually let it turn into because ours had a little bit of a snowball effect. So like I said, Nick's going to come on here with me, hopefully, 
and we're going to really dive into that. I'm so excited. Continue, please, to reach out to me through social media to tell me what you guys are going through and what you're dealing with and what exactly you want to hear about in that episode because I plan on it. This one was all over the place. This was not planned out. This was Holly had a bad morning and wanted to rant about it on the internet. I want to make sure that we have a guideline and that we hit on topics that are important. I want to make sure that our story is heard and understood, but also go over things that you guys really want to hear about and really need advice about right now, which feels kind of crazy. It's, you know, me and Nick look back on our story and we're like, we'll just, we'll just lock that in a corner and not talk about it. And then people are like, we need to hear it. And I just smile and I'm like, God you know, didn't necessarily put us through that, but we went through it and he helped us get through it and overcome it. And now we're going to be able to use this to help other people, even if it's one couple. And it just, it makes my heart fill with joy because there was so much chaos. And the fact that we overcame it anyways is exciting. But now the fact that we're going to share it for whoever to hear and hope that it gives someone else something to cling to. I just think it's pretty cool. So get excited and get ready about that. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you for being here. I'm sorry if you were excited this was the roommate phase episode and I just totally let you down. But I also hope that it reaches the right audience and that somebody says, oh my gosh, man, it was a bad morning for me too. And I needed to hear that. What I'm about to say is so cringy that I'm cringing right now, but I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. Should I say it? Yeah, I'm going to say it. So when I was in school, they used to come over the intercom and give us all the morning announcements and all the, all the stuff. And they would end with, I don't remember who said it. I don't remember what grade I was in, but I will never forget. He always said over the announcements, make it a great day or not. The choice is yours. And it's kind of like an eye roll, right? You're like, okay, I woke up and it was hell from five till I dropped the kids off. And you're trying to tell me to make it a great day or not. The choice is mine. No, 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 no. No, the kids, the kids. No, we get to make it a great day or not. The choice is ours. So like I said, if it was a bad morning, I'm talking full blown dumpster fire. Everything sucked. All the things happened. We can still turn the day around. So Pop on your tunes, pop on your favorite podcast, maybe it's this one, I don't know. Say a little prayer and get your coffee, get your tea, get your water, whatever you're doing, and make today a good day. Turn it around. That's what I'm about to do. I wasn't, but now I'm talking to you guys and I'm telling you to do it, so now I have to do it. I was going to go pout for at least an hour on the couch and then get started on all my housework and pout while I did it. But you know what? I'm going to smile because I have a house that I get to clean. I have dishes that I get to clean from food that we got to eat. We're so blessed, but the world makes us feel like we're so stressed. The world makes it normal to be always on the go, 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 and makes, okay, well, it's going to be chaos, but you've got to figure out how to thrive in the chaos, and that's when you know you've made it. That's not it. Take a breather. Take a step back. It's going to be okay. Thanks for listening. I'm your host, Holly. Have a good rest of your day.